0: to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry.
1: Hey, well, welcome to Get Out There and Get Known Podcast. We have Big Sid with us today. So let me just tell you a little bit about, I'm so excited to have him. He is a well-connected content producer and writer who has increased traffic and valuable content with every property he has been associated with. Uh, Big said, is a co-founder and owner of the industry co-sign and is celebrating more than 17 years of bringing you content from this valuable property. Known to be known for knowing and being known throughout the industry has always been an advantage he brings with him in whatever endeavor he's involved with. Chances are, if you don't know him, you know someone who does and wants to. The experience and charisma he brings with him always resonates with whoever he comes in contact with. He has created a strong community on the web that caters to all facets of entertainment industry. While some may know him for being an excellent journalist, he is truly known for always speaking his mind. Nevertheless, Big said, is definitely an influential force in the world of entertainment. He is, one of the things that I saw about him and said, before social media there was Big Said, And he was the one that gathered people before social media, before social networking, which I thought was a really, really cool type of thing to tell you about. So with that, I'm going to bring up Big Said. Hey there. Hi. <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> welcome. Well, thank you for coming on. Get out there, get known. This has been a minute. I've been trying to get you on this show. (laughs) Uh, Did I mention that he's one of the contributing writers and writes most of the stories on blackenterprise.com? You'll see his byline most times. And I don't know how long you've actually been doing that with um, Black Enterprise. Has it been a few years? It's been probably
2: about two years. Yeah, about. Yeah. Well, this is my third time actually writing for them again. But the the latest length of time that's been the past two years.
1: Wow. Okay. So yeah, so that's, and so your beat is, can you tell everybody who your beat is on, on BE?
2: Um, basically sports, music, entertainment, but I also do daily stories and, um, anything that's interesting because I I, I get a lot of pitches. So, but it's basically, um, music, sports, entertainment. And like I said, daily, daily news. So get walk us back into your career,
1: because you've been doing this for a while. You're a journalist by trade. So go to school for journalism. Always wanted to be a journalist. What was your inspiration for going into the field that you're going into?
2: Well, the funny thing is that I've never taken a journalism class. What? And, um, <laughs> what you happened know? was I was always involved within music. Um, briefly, I I, I I was in a music video back in 87. MC Lights Paper Thin and from there I took off and I actually I don't know if you know who Karu Karu F. Daniels is but he writes for the New York Daily News. At the time he he knew I knew a lot of um, rappers entertainers and he suggested I write for a small magazine named One Nut and One Nut the very first article I wrote the very first interview I had was with a rapper named the Notorious B.I.G. Oh so, my God! That
1: was your very <laughs> first interview.
2: Very first interview, Ooh. and I, I've been writing ever since. So I, I've been lucky that, um, I've been lucky to be in position to be able to speak to people, and a lot of them were my friends coming up because I did go to school with a couple of rappers, well, people who became rappers. So that that's where. So I, I guess I learned my writing skills while writing. So
1: yes, yeah, yeah. and and you're good at it. So. But, but one of the things, too, that has to be a gift, because not only do you have to write good, but you have to write fast. And so yeah. so it's not like we said the daily stories on B.E. It's like, OK, I got the information, have to, you know, put it together in a very fast deadline. So let's go back to the the emails. OK, so you said I get a lot of pictures a day. So give us just really quickly, like an average number of emails that you get, and then some good pitches and bad pitches. What are the ones you said? Whatever catches your interest. So when I want people to know that in order to get Big Says interest, you've got to read what he has written in the past. So you'll know what he's interested in based on looking at either his website. I put that down here too, because his website shows his work and things like that. So you can go to the industrycosign.com and you can find out there and then you pitch accordingly. So tell us about how, what's the average number of emails you get a day?
2: I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but it's going to sound ridiculous. I probably get about, I'd say four or 500 emails a day. Oh my God. Um. Oh, yeah, sorry. I mean, I've been doing this for, uh, well, the industry cosign will be 18 in March. Okay. So I've been doing it for so long and, and in between those times I've written for, the Source, Billboard, Black Planet um, vibe. So contacts, of course, you know, build up. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, when I went back to Black Enterprise, I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden, I, be, I, I, I my email just appeared on, like, I guess, some type of list where every publicist in the world <laughs> has access to. So I started Cision, receiving emails. Probably, probably Cision. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah actually, yes. Um, I, I don't know how it started, why it started, and I mean I'm appreciative because of course the more information that I receive, the easier it is for me to do my work. But some days it, it gets so overwhelming where, um, like you said, the, the the best way I tell people I always ask people to practice patience, mm-hmm. unless of course it's something that's timely. Because of course, if it's something for Christmas and it's November. 30th, there might be an issue of getting it out there now as opposed to waiting two months. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, it's usually a matter of timing because I I try to glance so that way I can. Luckily for me, I have such a wide network where I don't have to go to my emails to get stories or to get pictures because I have friends and I have a lot of publicists, managers, artists who contact me directly. So mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of like, you know, I have to weigh, like, I try to take time out of my day to do the email and, and, and search because I do get some good pitches. Sadly, I'll get it two months later. Not I say I'll get it, but I'll see it two months mm-hmm. later where it's like, wow, I, I wanted to, I would have loved to do that. But as I stated, um, the only way that I wouldn't have it any other way is because I mean that people are interested in either, Black enterprise, of course, the industry co-sign are just me because I'm writing it. So, and I know that in this industry, you know, you can't take away the fact that people want to work with you in some capacity, even if you don't want that. But um, because there are people out there that's, that's fishing and trying to find things, and luckily for me, that all I have to do is wake up and I have. Two hundred emails asking me to, you know, feature this artist or this product or what's mm-hmm. going on with this. So that's that's the reason why I say I'm lucky because people are definitely contacting me. I'm mm-hmm. lucky that there are too many of them. So, yeah. but I have. I
1: don't a day. You miss a day, you like you're behind a thousand. I mean, you know. Yeah,
2: and I have to apologize to people at times saying I, I. I'm just now seeing your email because sometimes I sometimes I look through it. If I see names I recognize, I'll go to it because usually if I work with them, I know that they have they may have good clients or good stories or whatever. So mm-hmm. that'll just eliminate me trying to find things. So I feel bad, but at the same time, I feel good. Yeah. Well, I talked with a friend of
1: yours that you probably worked with in the past. She worked with a lot of entertainment. It was Karen Taylor Bass. So I hey, talked yes. to her. <laughs> yes. it's yes. KTV. So she was the person that I that says, you know, you're gonna have big set on the show. So so shout out to Thank Karen. Karen. Yes, yeah, she, <laughs> she, she used to work with Jill Scott for many many years, yeah. and, and a whole lot of other people. Year, exactly and a whole lot of people. So she is uh, really enjoying life up there in that whole New York, New Jersey area because she just recently yeah. moved and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things too, you said dealing with publicists that you know have good pitches. But what about people who don't go through publicists? So say it's an author or a speaker. Uh, someone who's doing something you, unique and different. Maybe it's an event. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a speaker that decides they want to do a concert with it or whatever. So what's the best way to get your attention? I guess, obviously, if it's glancing at it and you got 500 emails, it is that subject line. So do you want a question in the subject line? Do you want like a direct, like this is what it is? You want it to say, hey, Big said. Read this. I mean, what, what gets your attention? Just like urgent Bill due. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I actually, I've, I've, never, I've never thought about that because I just try to get to each email, and of course, it's physically impossible. Yeah. But, um, at the same time, as everyone tries to get my attention the same way. No one's going to get through because everyone's going to basically present the same thing. So,
1: That's um, good advice right there. It's <laughs> so good. Because, so, so listen, all the publicists out there get the training that you must do this. If you're everybody's doing it the same way and you all are being trained to do it the same way, you're going to, yeah, you're, not, you're all going to the delete button because it's all deleted.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I also, I also give people advice when I ask. The, the best way to get my attention is just to get my attention. And what I mean is I'll have people contacting me, telling me that they've been featured in all these other publications. I'm like, I don't care. If I'm not interested or I don't think my audience is interested, I'm not going to touch it. I don't care how many magazines you've been in and I'm and, and sometimes I've said to them then, well, you don't need me then. You've been <laughs> in these magazines that have featured you and they have a bigger audience than me so you don't need me. Um uh, and I do understand that that that's the way that a lot of publicists are trained or they learn how to pitch by basically, you know, but I've probably covered more people that weren't in magazines. I can I can I can I can also say that I've covered like when I worked at Impact Magazine, I covered Alicia Keys, um, Ndeere, like certain artists before other trade magazines. Wow. Not because the other trades um, covered them, but because I liked what they were what they were oh, doing. Man. So yeah. I always tell people that sometimes just send me because I don't want a long email that tells me this, this, that, and the other. When some artists when they hit me, I just say send the music, send the video. Mm-hmm. I'll look at it if it's appealing. That gets me interested. If it's mm-hmm. unappealing, you can write 700 words telling me how great you are and how your mother, father, and everybody in the world thinks that you're the best ever. But if it going to catch my attention, it's not going to matter. Right. And so, so keep it thing- short and simple.
1: Yeah. And you want to be like the person that writes about someone that Gets discovered, or you know, yeah. you get a scoop on someone else. I, I I understand that. You know, my background as a journalist is kind of like, okay, well, you've done all that, then you don't need me because exactly. <laughs> what 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 will I say different that hasn't been said at this point? I mean, you know, you came to me last, so I'd yeah, rather exactly. you come to me first and then they follow me instead of me following someone else. Yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know. So that's one of the things. So the other thing I saw that we both were working at the Salvation Army. That's where I had spent seven years as a PR director at the Salvation Army. Great training. I mean, I had to do all the newsletters. So basically, I was like running around like a journalist because I had to find the human interest stories for the newsletters, which were interesting because I had to go and find different clients that had success stories and talk to social workers. I mean, I was really running around Salvation Army, always finding stories every single month. So what was your your role when you were working at the TSA? I
2: was actually a service coordinator.
1: OK, um, so you would be a person I would talk to because I was like, what's going on in your department? And then, yeah, we're like, like huh, what? But it's where you find a lot of uh, gems of stories there, because yeah. if people people don't realize Salvation Army has not just the human services aspect, but they also have um, uh, drug rehabilitation, housing. Obviously, you know, food, if there's a, a hurricane, volcano, whatever. I mean, their disaster relief was always yeah. just like the whole the whole thing. But that's really where I got a lot of my training about how to talk to different people about human interest stories. And then I would pitch them, um, some of them, if they were really, really strong, I would pitch them out to the media. But most of the time, it was just to let our donors know, you know, what's yeah. going on with the salvation, what kind of work, what what kind of work um we're putting in for the money that they're giving. Like what what are the success stories? So one of the things you have an advantage living in New York. So you always grew up in New York?
2: The whole my whole my whole life I've been in New York City, ah, see, the New York
1: City area. Sorry. See the number one media market and then you said oh you've been in the music industry, MC Light, the notorious BIG. I mean, you know, all of this. So that right there, and I tell us even to Karen Taylor Bass, being in New York, it's like you're in the number one market. So yeah, you can meet all of the media and that's where like the press tours and everything come to. So give us like some of the most exciting stories. Okay, you talked about Notorious Veggie. That was your first one, but give us some of that because you're in New York, everybody comes to New York. So give us some of like the most exciting interviews that you've done or the most interesting. I did um Sonia Aileen, uh, well, did an interview her maybe about a couple of weeks ago. She used to be with Black Enterprise as well. And she said one of her favorite interviews was when she flew and actually met Oprah. I was like, Oh my gosh. She said, Yeah, they talked for about four hours. I'm like, Four hours to Oprah. And that was the first time she was ever on the cover of B E. That was it, it's
2: fu- it, it's funny because timing is everything. Um yesterday, um well, as, as long as I've been writing, I've never done a cover story for any of the publications I've ever written for. And to yesterday I it was my very first cover story, a digital cover story on Black Enterprise. Oh
1: my God. Who was it?
2: Or can you say? Sh- no, 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 no. It, it came out yesterday. Oh Charlemagne Charlemagne the God.
1: Oh yes, yes, the Breakfast Club. Yes.
2: Yeah. And um what what I mean oh, it was it was a great interview because one, I typically do Q&As because over the years I got sick of transcribing and, you know, like doing so much and not that I, I mean, I I did all the grunt works over the years and I'm like, listen, I need a break when it comes to, you know, doing interviews. At at one point in time I stopped doing interviews because I I was just sick of, well, artists in general, because I don't like waiting on anyone. So, but um, with this particular one, I said, okay, you know, I have to get out my little hole and my approach was, let let me approach this the way I used to approach it, you know, literally like 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we actually, he did a photo shoot and coincidentally he was 20 minutes from where I lived. So I was like, I had no excuse to go and meet him. And I'm glad that I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've, we've talked socially, but he's not going to know who I am, like over the phone or anything like that. So I actually went and met him we spoke, we vibed, and I'm glad we did because I think he felt more comfortable seeing me in person and realizing that, you know, we're similar in ways, you know, because over the phone, you, you don't know who you're talking to, mm-hmm. what they ha- what they have done, anything like that. So it went real well. I think we were only supposed to be on the phone for 20 minutes. We ended up being on the phone for an hour and 10 minutes. Wow. And oh, I That's
1: s- probably a good one. So that was your old school interview style, right? Yeah. yeah. And the
2: funny thing is we had so much that Um, It was a a full-length interview, and I have enough where I can probably do two more, realistically. That's how long we talked. And the good thing, from my understanding, is although he's in media, he doesn't get comfortable with people easily. So Mm -hmm. the fact that he got comfortable with me, and even at one point in time, he said he had to go pick up his daughter, but... Forty minutes later, we're still talking. I kept asking, "Is it okay? Is it okay?" He's like, "Yeah." So I'm glad that he felt comfortable enough to open up to me, where where I can write a story that can definitely capture part of who he is and what he's doing. And like I said, I could do another feature interview and still have more to talk about without repeating anything that I wrote about the other day. So I, that that's definitely like coincidentally, that's the last interview I did, which is probably one of the most intervie- most interesting interviews I've done literally in probably the last 10 years because I've wow. done so many interviews but you know timing is everything if we had this interview last week we wouldn't be discussing this yeah. i'd be telling you about another interview maybe from 10 years ago but coincidentally yesterday um I, I was told today i got messages saying that he mentioned me on air on the breakfast club today so okay. i'm happy about that of course and he put on he put on his social networks and things of that nature so i i was happy about that so and i'm yeah. looking forward to It kind of renewed me. I'm like, you know what? I need to do more interviews where I feel, because before Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just doing it because it's part of the job and I've been doing it for years. I can do it. It's like walking. Okay, I'm going to walk down the street this way because I've been doing this for the past whatever years. Now Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to actually start looking I shouldn't say that because I'll get more emails now. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's like, yeah, but, but I'll be really, getting more emails now.
1: The ones now. that you vibe with, you know, the ones that you just feel led to just say, these are the ones that I really want to do. I want to share because I, I don't know him that well. I mean, I probably haven't read that much about him, but yeah. now that I know that you spent some time with him, you pulled out probably the essence of who he is and everything on the cover story, you know, for that. So that will be one that I'll go back and read because it's like, it's, it's, it's more
2: interesting. You know, he also asked- said that, I'm sorry. He also said that this is his first cover interview. Oh my God. He's never been on any covers. He he told me. Wow. That is amazing. So I, was, I was, I was, I was, I was shocked at that as well. So. Wow. You know, That's good. That is good. Yeah. Have
1: you ever interviewed? Um, He probably not in that. He's not in music though. Um, Ed Gordon. Cause Ed Gordon is more like from a, a newsy kind of a background politics.
2: No, I've I've written stories about him over the years, but I've never spoke to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Detroit here
1: um, as well. So that's one of the things I was wondering because he was the one he did the book called Conversations in Black, I believe it is. Yeah. And so Shalomon the guy was in there and just some just from Jesse Jackson to yeah. 50 Cent. I mean, you know, it was just like some everybody in that particular book. And that's like a real journalist. He had to talk to all those folks. And the book came out right when the pandemic was just beginning to, you know, get in full blown last year, March, like February, March, last yeah. year. So they talk about a book timing, you know, it's like, okay, your book tour is pretty much like, um, no, it's on, on the hold right now. It stopped, but it still went good. But yeah. yeah. So I just really thank you for just, you know, being real open and honest about the amount of emails, what you're looking for. Uh, Cause I know it's not easy people who um see your byline all the time just think it's glamorous and oh he's just kind of like but it's a lot of work yes, I it it it's a it's a new story and you got to make it interesting not just for the audience but also make it interesting for you <laughs> it's like at a certain point in time it's like mm. it's almost like sometimes it's like I can't write another press release I just can't I just can't I need a break it's like oh I can't and then it's like oh but that one's different Okay. I like that one. Yeah. That one I could do. I like your story. Cause you know, cause a certain time when you've been doing it for, I'd say more than a decade or 15 years, close <laughs> to two decades, you got to have things that really make it interesting. So yes. has social media made it um, more different? Do you do more um, things with social media now or, well, obviously we do more things, but anything about social media that you love or hate?
2: In terms well, the, the social media aspect, the reason why I joined all the networks I joined was to promote. Well, I also was doing parties in New York at the time as well. So oh. my main focus was to promote parties as well as promote what I was writing. And it, um, for me, it's, it's a blessing, of course, a blessing and a curse because I feel like I need to use social media in order for people to know what I'm doing. So oh. I, I utilize it on a daily basis. But it's also like a little time consuming. But I'm so used to it that, like I said, it's part of my process. I'll write the story, publish it, then I'll go to my little HootSuite or whatever what I'm using to put it out to Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, whatever social media I'm on. So that way people can, you know, get the stories. And it's a good tool, like I said, um, without it. I don't know what the impact would be because everyone uses it now. So it's definitely a good thing. But right. at the same time, having more exposure gets more people to contact. Cause I get a lot of um direct messages from people on the social media okay. mm-hmm. accounts. And like I said, that's not including the that's not that's not even including email. So I get it on social media as well. So it's so like some it's days I'm
1: like. DM on LinkedIn, DM on yeah. Twitter, DM on Facebook. I haven't even checked my Facebook DMs. It gets so <laughs> many of them. It really is. It's like, if you know me, you You know my text or you can send it an email because the Facebook just becomes, it becomes too spammy. What I don't like about yeah. it is, you become too spammy. People are just trying to sell these chat bots and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, that's yeah. that. That's what, why one of my favorites is like Twitter or LinkedIn. A lot of people aren't on those two platforms. So, if yeah. I know someone is reaching me on Twitter or LinkedIn, then I pretty much kind of like, okay, you well, know, it's, not just spamming me.
2: It's, it's yeah. professional. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's professional. It's professional. Yeah. So, if if um, just kind of wrapping this up, if there were one piece of advice that you can really give someone that is saying, hey, you know. Um, you're brand new, you're a speaker, author, you have something going on, it's not just a brand new book, um, what would you suggest they do in order to get your attention if you were going to write something or even if, if um, you were going to refer them, you know, it's like, hey, it's a good story, but not really my beat. You may want to send it to,
2: but what would get your attention? What would get my attention is whatever art form it is, when I say art form, of course, it could be music, video, dancing, whatever, reading, writing, well not reading, but writing. Whatever the art form is, just make sure that it's good enough. And, and as you stated before, it could be good, but my audi- I may feel my audience won't like it or won't care, or it's not something that I would, I know is good or bad. So mm-hmm. I always tell people that to definitely make sure that when they're pitching, to make sure that it's towards an audience that they feel that they can be a part of as opposed to just pitching just because you know that this is what I do. I have this amount of audience or that I work with Black Enterprise. Because yeah. sometimes that, that's not going to do anything for you because I can take your story, I can write it, and five people might click on it because they it, it doesn't vibe with them. And that's just a waste of, you know resources because you could have used that to go to. If you're doing art, you could have went to an art magazine where more people that would appreciate it would definitely go to. And um, that's that's basically it. Like I said, just make sure that you know you're pitching to the right person or people that the audience is, is vital to your growth as well.
0: Got if that, I do yeah.
2: music and you come to me with um, concrete, work. yeah, a house building. It's not really going to do anything for you or me because my audience is going to look at me like, "What is this?" I want to read about what Jay Z's business is doing now. I don't want. I don't care about Jay Z's carpenter unless he's doing something <laughs> in Jay Z's house. I don't care what the carpenter is doing on his day to day. Right. You know. So I think people just have to be more realistic as opposed to just looking to be published.
1: That is it. And I call that uh, ego marketing, said because it's it's like <laughs> it's like. Uh, what is it doing for your business? Uh, They really can't say. It's like, oh, it's just for the ego. Okay, so we're talking ego marketing here. Just really like just a way to, you know, tell someone, hey, I was featured here, whatever, whatever. And it's good for like, Like you said, five people click, but it's like, it's just for ego because you could go and actually be in the publication where your audience cares, where they don't care on this one because it doesn't have anything to do with them. So it's really about matching your message to the publication so that people will know that this is a good match. It's like, it's like a marriage. You gotta, you know, I always tell people, I said, circle around, kind of date the media, look and see what they're doing, go to... You know, particular website, just see what they're doing and then pitch it. Don't yeah. just pitch it cold. It's like you're asking to be married. You don't even know what they do. So that was like
2: oh, don't I, do I also say make it make sense. Yes. Because you can be an artist. I worked for a business magazine. There's so many music magazines. If you're pitching yourself and you have a business and it correlates, or even if it doesn't correlate, if there's a business aspect to it, that makes sense. Uh-huh. If you're just doing it because you have a new single coming out, that's it's advertising. not going yeah, to do
1: much. <laughs> that's advertising. So, I would simply yeah. say, go to the advertising department. That's what you want to do. If you want yeah, to exactly. promote, just buy an ad. <laughs> you know, just do that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that's not a story. And then just tell people, I said, the only reason why you don't know it's a story, I said, because you don't read the publication. You got to exactly. read these stories. I said, you will never read it. And it sounds like an ad. Okay, it's going to sound like a story. So I always say, if you want to be in the news, you got to read the news. Okay, so it sounds simple, but you'll be surprised if how many people don't read the news and even understand what it is that they do. So I'm a news junkie. I love all kind of magazines and stuff like that. That's why I have Speakers Magazine. I love magazines, so I read them. And so when I ask my clients, said, "Well, what are some of the meetings you want to be featured in?" Oh people magazine um national geographic they just started naming random magazines i'm like you have no idea right you have <laughs> no idea about any media and uh, national geographic like you just started naming magazines it's like oh my god i said we have work to do so anyway <laughs> but but thank you big said this has been really really good i want people to make sure that they follow you, retweet your stories because that helps and read your stories too. I'm going to go read the one that you did the other day uh, on uh, Shalaman God. And so that way I can kind of like retweet that around and all that kind of stuff, because that matters. I want you to make sure your stories go to the top. So thank with you. that, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. We are right on time. So I know that you're busy. So we are right at 29 and 12 minutes. So thank you so much for joining us and I will talk to you soon.
2: Thank you for for having me and you enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, you too. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PanPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PanPerryPR.com, where you help.